Welcome to Nourish Your Biblical Roots Special Edition. I'm Bishop Paul Lanier, Chairman of the Board of Directors for the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. We're broadcasting live from NRB, the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. And during our time together, we're talking to some very special people on a variety of topics, especially as it relates to Israel, Jewish-Christian relations, and the work of the fellowship. Today, I have the glorious privilege of welcoming to the podcast a dear friend of the fellowship and a fellow member of the board of directors, a tremendous advocate for Israel, an influential evangelical leader, and a tireless advocate for peace and religious freedom throughout the Middle East, Johnny Moore. Johnny, thank you so much, sir, for taking the time and making the time and coming by the table and just sharing a few moments with us. It's always great to spend time with you. Bishop, it's uh, my, my privilege. And even when I accidentally ran into you when I first arrived <laughs> you know, in RB, it was like uh, uh, something jumped inside of me. And I, I think it's because of this mission that we share together. Yes, sir. All right, this is what I want to know. Johnny Moore and Israel. Talk to me about Johnny Moore and the whole plethora planet of Israel. You know, it's interesting. I think like lots of Christians uh, growing up in the South and in the United States, I had a good feeling about Israel. You know, I, I, I grew up in a, in a church that taught the Bible. Yes. I, always, I always say I, I have a lot of Bible verses memorized, yes. not because I intentionally did it, but I had a pastor who taught the Bible. That's and right. back then we went to church three times a week, Sunday morning, Sunday <laughs> night, Wednesday night. That's and, exactly right. and in the deep South, though, like I loved Israel. I felt good about the Jewish people, but I didn't meet a Jewish person no. until I was an adult. No. And I didn't travel to Israel until I was, I was an adult. And so yeah, I, I think it's sort of a, a remarkable thing that our churches, particularly our evangelical churches, uh, we, we almost accidentally create uh, these, these, um, these Zionists in, as, they, as they grow up <laughs> in, their, in their faith. Uh, but as I became an adult, and I started to get to know the Jewish community, and I started going to Israel and going to Israel again and again and again. I found so much of my faith come alive yes. through, that, through that experience. So, you know, that's how I, I, I came to Israel in my own life experience, but, I, I, but Israel has impacted me far, far more than almost anything else. I, I almost can't think of my life inseparable from Israel in some ways. But when did it, when did it become such a passion to you? Um, like you said, it was, it was inevitably, almost innately, in our, in our mother's milk. Uh, we sat in, in Sunday school, and we knew the names of the, of the characters of Scripture. And, uh, but there came that moment to where I've, I've got to be there. And when did it become such a passion to you? And what made that happen? Yeah, it was it was like several several factors, but when I first went, mm. it's like all the pieces yeah. all the pieces came together, and I, I felt like I was like living in the Bible, yeah. not not just reading the Bible. Uh, I'd gone to school and gotten degrees in the Bible, right. but I was like living inside of it. And then, and then I had like separate from my own biblical Christian experience mm. with Israel, I had these like profound experiences with the with the Jewish community I, mm. I, when I first attended a Shabbat dinner. Wow, uh, when I. Um, I Later on, I, I was at a dinner where the, uh, the, the former uh, chief rabbi um, of Israel, Rabbi Lau, mm. uh, told, told his story um, as a Holocaust survivor and how he was cared oh, for by wow. Christians. I, 
I, I remember the first time I went to the wall. I, I remember, you know, sitting, sitting together uh, with a, a, a rabbi friend of mine uh, studying the Old Testament uh, wow. together, wow. Um, reading in the same book that we shared all kinds of insights that I just didn't know because I didn't know Hebrew. Mm. Um, so it's just been one thing, one thing after, after another. And what I found is basically an, an endless well of fellowship, yes. of education, of spiritual experiences. It has only, only deepened my faith. And it's all, also only made me a more zealous like, advocate for, mm. uh, for Israel because mm. you know, in, the, in the Bible uh, we, we have in the New Testament uh, you know, this, this phrase that every Christian knows, um, that the, you know, the truth will make you free. Yes. And... And I, I'm sort of like flabbergasted when I read about Israel sometimes in the newspaper based upon my own my mm. own experiences. And the truth freed my mind mm. and showed me um, showed me reality on the ground. Um, and what I believe to be true about the Bible, you know, has only deepened through my experience studying it together with actually rabbi friends of mine. Mm. I, you know, it's amazing when I ask you what was the passion, what changed it for you, and inevitably it went to relationships. You yeah, know, that's right. I sat at this wall with this rabbi, had this conversation. So l- let me ask you, how are we doing? Jewish-Christian relations, how <laughs> are we doing? I mean, I think, I think if, you, if, you talk, if you could, like, get into a teleportation machine and mm. go back to different parts of human history and you sat down um, with, with Jews in Europe or in other places and you described to them the reality of our experience today, they would not believe you. Yeah. It would just, like, it would be totally unfathomable. Yeah. Uh, the, the strength of the, the relationship between the Christian and Jewish community. On the same token, we can't take that for granted. No, I mean, I, I'm always telling Christians. Uh, in fact, I, at this very convention, I, I spoke last year at their Israel breakfast, and I, I was telling evangelicals, yeah. you know, the, the greatest friends of Israel among the global Christian community, which is pretty good because there are about 800 million of us. I, I was telling them, like, we can't just talk about the, the wonderful relationship we share with the Jewish people. Like, we need to, in, in the state of Israel, we need to educate our children and our grandchildren and previous the, the stories of previous generations we need to tell them to future generations that that it is unusual in history to have the experience we're having now because the fact is you know as a good good Jewish friend of mine says like you know most of history about every 70 years somebody decided they wanted to yeah. commit a genocide against wow. the Jews and wow. most of the time it was a Christian and we need to educate our children now on the whole on the whole story to, so that we don't take for granted this amazing fellowship as we said at the international fellowship of yes. christians christians and jews like every relationship um it has to be nurtured and strengthened over over time and we are in a grand time in history between jewish and christians of jewish and christian friendship and everything looks good on the horizon it only looks like it's deepening but that only happens intentionally and we have to we have to teach our children and, you know, we talk about the miracle, uh, and it really is, of course, of, of, of the rebirthing and after uh, so much chaos, confusion, anguish, suffering. And we, the Christians, were responsible 1,900, 2,000 years ago, severing, trying to sever the language, uh, Shabbat, the festival, stripping the Jewishness, even from the Jewish people. And for them to have been able to, to grab it back. And, and, but what's amazing is, is for us to have been the ones who were so guilty, I think it's just as much a, a miracle that we're a part of this restoration. So, you know, I, I tell my, I, I spent 13 years in a university, and I, I would tell my students, I tell my, my own friends, like, I am not responsible for the 
for the sins of the previous generation, but I am responsible for what I uh, allow yes, the next generation yes, to sir. inherit. And uh, I, I, I thank God that we're living in a, in a different time, and yet through most of history, um, this hasn't been the story, no. and we should, we, should be, we should be vigilant. But it's not going to happen because of like political alliances. Yeah, it's true. The United States, best friend of Israel, you know, there's mm -hmm. no greater ally of the United States. Mm -hmm. And it's not just Israel benefiting from the United States. I think most Americans would be totally, totally shocked uh, if they understood all the ways America is safer and more prosperous yes. because of the relationship with Israel. Uh, Amer we would know America the way we know America without Israel. Yes. But politics isn't going to do it. No, sir. You know, casual friendships over dinner yeah, and yeah, your, your neighbor, yeah. not going to do it. No, What's going to do it is shared values. It's yes, going to be serving people in need together. It's going to be studying the Bible together. Wow. It's going to be yeah. responding yeah. together to the world that we live in yes. together. Yes, and that's happening. It's happening all the time. And, and one of the reasons why it's happening, Bishop, is because of this disorganization. Yes, yes. You know, the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews is a historic organization. Mm. It pioneered the relationship between mm. the Jewish and Christian community. Yes, it, it was not easy to do. No. You know, I, our, our uh, beloved rabbi, yes. your lifelong and dear, dear friend, um, may his memory be yes. a blessing. When he decided to build that bridge, it was controversial. Yeah. And, and he went out in front and he did the hard work. And now as we sit here, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of Christians that wake up every day, pray millions, in fact, that wake up praying for Israel. They support Israel. They do all of these things. Um, it's incredible. But what brings us together is our shared values. Yes, sir. Our, to, yes, to, sir. to serve the needy around the world, to yes, stand sir. up for what's right, to, to try to raise our children in a way that, that honors God and they treat one another yes, uh, with, with respect to leave the world a better place. I think that's the core of the relationship. It's not, it's not, the, it's not the, the fact that the U.S. provided refuge mm -hmm. for, for so many um, members of the Jewish community in, in a horrible time in history. It's not the geopolitical relation. None of that. It is that, it is that our hearts are knit together because we share a common yes. Judeo-Christian yes. story. Yes. You know, Johnny, you were noting a moment ago about your own, um, that you had served, you'd worked on a university campus for over a decade. And uh, that's, that's what I want to step into from, from talking about nations to generations. And one without the other uh, won't work. Um, how is it, and you've seen it and, and been frustrated, I, we send young people who are Zionists and, and then they go to a university campus and boom, they, they lose all sense of self and, and not just about in their faith, they lose everything. Their sense of identity, self. Um, how do we reach as, as a former, or, and I'm sure you're still participating at some level perhaps in the university system, but how do we maintain and sustain faith and a passion for Israel in the next generation? Um, well, first of all, I'm, I actually believe it's not as bad as, as uh, all the naysayers mm. think it is. I, I, I think... Um, yeah, you know, generations. There's a there's a there's a statistical generation decline among young evangelicals supporting Israel. Um, that statistical decline is interesting. You know, for going from like eighty percent to like seventy five percent. Like, I don't want to. I'm not conceding a, a percentage sure, point. I don't want to sure. concede an inch. But Absolutely. like, it's still like you know, yeah. almost all of them. Yes. And and I I think number one, we we can't believe our own sort of like press on this. But number two. 
Look, I mean, the, the it's it's not just we can't look at this through a geopolitical lens. We have to look at it through, as you said, Bishop, through the lens of relationship mm. and and those relationships are relationships of shared values, of a shared story, of of you know, and and yeah, I mean, it's hard to be a religious person, for instance, at a secular secular campus. It's harder to be alone with whatever you believe in a in an oh, yeah. environment where you're isolated. And you know, a friend of mine who's a who's a counselor um, always says that the remedy for trauma is community. Mm. And I think we could do a lot more to to make sure that that young Christians aren't like I was mm -hmm. as a kid, mm -hmm. uh, which was. Um, I felt good about the Jewish people. I loved Israel, but I didn't know anyone. I'd never, never been there. And something magically changes uh, when you have, when you have, as a Christian, when you have Jewish friends, and when when Jews have Christian friends, and then they live life together. How do we, though, when it comes to 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 our young people, our kids, our children, our grandchildren, um, what is the process for 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 maybe? people who have not been as engaged in Israel in the, in the whole narrative as you have been and are, how do we, what do we say to that generation, our children coming up, how do we keep them plug, not just plugged in but passionate about it? I, I think the, the, the word, the wrong word is the word say. Mm. I think the right word is the word do. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, and sorry to go back to um, the organization that we love, uh, but, but what the fellowship does is it allows you to do something mm. about what yes. what you care about. Yes. So, by the way, our pastors should talk about these things in their pulpits. Oh, totally. You know, I, I, exactly. I, I think it's I, I actually think it's kind of um, uh, remarkable how many pastors talk about Israel by teaching the Bible every single weekend and and don't talk about Israel. <laughs> you know, in the in the reality of the world that yes. we're living in. But but it's more than just feeling something or saying something or learning something. All that's important, but. There's an extra level to it, which is when you, your life is commingled with it, and that happens through action very often. And you know, it's not just that I can care about Israel; it's that I can wake up and I can mm -hmm. and I can uh, I can give to the fellowship and mm -hmm. help a, mm -hmm. a, a an elderly oh, Jewish yes. widow yes. flee you, you know Ukraine or 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 you know make Aliyah from some from some persecuted European country. Yes, you know, we we have all these amazing stories of of. Um, of uh, you know, just, uh, so many that are uh, that are my own favorites. You know, one of mine is of a of a of a rabbi in a European country that um, was attacked by a, an extremist, mm. and oddly enough, a biblical book you know was used to repel the extremists. Wow. And he had lived in this um, increasing anti-Semitism in this in this period of his life, and yet because of the fellowship. You know, they were able to rebuild their life in Israel. That's it's a doing. It's not just believing or saying or, or, or whatever. When you when the rock when the terrorists start sending the rockets, like, you know, we had a volunteer in in, in, in Israel who's helped yeah. a lot of people and the rockets start flying and all of a sudden he's not just a volunteer, he's a potential victim and he doesn't know where a shelter is, and all of a sudden what does he see? He yes, sees sir. the fellowship logo. Oh, and yeah. here he is, he's being saved by his own good deeds. Yes. And, and I think in the same way we are saved by our own yes. good deeds, and, and not in a theological sure, sense as a Christian, sure. uh, but in a practical sense as we, as we move from something that we feel about, feel good about it, that we talk about into, into action. That's what the fellowship does. I, I always tell you, Al, our, our, our friend and you know, the, 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 the leader of the fellowship, say the gift the fellowship gives to Christians is they're the bridge. 
you know, they allow us to do something about what we what we care about. And I and I think Israel aside, the Jewish Christian relationship aside, if you want a next generation, if you want children mm. that carry on the mm. heritage of your family, yeah. that carry on your faith, yeah. that carry on your legacy, um, it will happen through doing life together, mm. not just setting expectations and talking about them. Well, I've already run out of time. But before I close, I want to say this. We've talked about uh, Israel and talked about nations and generations. What I haven't said is Johnny has his finger on the pulse as good as anybody you're going to ever meet about dialogues internationally. I remember we were on a bus uh, in October, I think it was, in Israel. And I'm about to get off, off the bus, and I look at Johnny. I say, Johnny, who keeps you up at night? Who scares you? Who is the international leader that's out? And I won't reveal the answer because that was a private conversation we were having. But immediately he was able to, to, to share insight that I had just, I was oblivious to. And so I'm so grateful to you for who you are in the body, in the people of God, and the gravitas you bring to the board, to the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. And I just pray that God continues to provide you access and favor and multiplied with instant intimacies in some of these things that would just be pure miraculous. And uh, I thank you for taking the time to be with us now. Uh, uh, Bishop, just to uh, put a bow tie on what you just said, um, a, a good friend of mine is a mentor of mine and a rabbi. Uh, he gave me a word of advice one time. He said, um, as an American, uh, he said, there's no, almost no issue in the world that you care about that you can't make a difference in just because of your American passport. You like take that American passport and you get on a plane wow. and you go meet people. And um, any, any contribution I've made, made to the world is just because of uh, uh, the mentorship of good friends and the amazing privilege of living in a country like the United States. And the United States is what it is. I was just reading on the airplane coming over. George Washington's letter to the Jewish community in Savannah, Georgia. They congratulated him um, after his uh, election, and he sent them a letter back. And the warmth in that letter uh, is incredible, but what's uh, especially poignant about it is he is unashamed that the reason why the United States, yes. in its infancy and now in its prosperity, yes. has the success and makes the difference in the world that it does is because of our shared Judeo-Christian so we all benefit from what's come before us, and that's what we're working on together to make sure that that continues on after us. So th thanks for having me. Thank you, Johnny. God bless you all.